superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. And now back to The Rich Eisen Show. And now. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I have anointing oils for a new elite quarterback in the NFL. The Rich Eisen Show. I'm putting him up there. I'm making him elite. I see you two. <laughs> I see you two. Yeah. Earlier on the show, Net studio analyst Frank Isola. Coming up, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Comedian and actor Mo Ammer. Actor Frank Grillo. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on this busy Wednesday in November of 2022. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talks, going to join us shortly. If you miss Frank Isola in hour number one, don't worry, we got another Frank coming. Got Gr- <laughs> Grillo in studio in hour number three. Um, and uh, you at 844-204-RICH, number dial here on the Roku channel, channel 210. Or this Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius Channel 218XM202992 for those listening digitally on the app. There's also the Odyssey stream. You can check us out on our podcast. Please hit us with the subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial once again. Uh, we, we like promises made and promises kept. Um, this gentleman was on last month. Um, and um, and I said, I'd love to have you come back during the World Series. Such a big Houston Astros fan. Certainly if they make it there. And he's like, I will do that. And uh, and so I I said come. He said okay. <laughs> yep. Didn't expect these to be the circumstances. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, he is the star of Mo on Netflix. He is one of the stars of the number one movie on planet Earth, Black Adam. He's going to have tour dates that I'm going to tell you about. And he has shown up here looking like uh, Jose Altuve on steroids. <laughs> if he like grew a beard. Eight. Mo Ammer, good to see you. Good to see you, too. How are you? I, we're in the series. I feel fantastic. Yes, you are. I believe you doubted us when I was here last time. Uh, you were like, I don't know. Thank you, Schmankies. That's <laughs> fiction. You know, I don't know. We should replay it. Mo, <laughs> Mo, for, you well, didn't say it, but your eyebrows did. Good <laughs> your eyes did. You're like, I do have very expressive, expressive eyebrows. I've been told that before. Uh, you can ask the guys here in studio. Yeah. I've been saying all year long, my concern was if the Yankees make the playoffs and face the Astros again. Certainly when the, the Yankees dipped post-All-Star right. game and they lost the lead that they had over the Astros in the league, yeah. I'm like, that's going to be the end of that. And sure enough, home field advantage didn't matter because we were getting yeah. punked no matter what. So congratulations on thank making you. the World Series. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate um, it. I feel like I made it, but I didn't. By the <laughs> way, you know, it was fun. You're, you're, by the way, just so you're aware, yeah. you're, you're tipping when you're going to actually start drinking <laughs> your, Am I? Your, your coffee. Like, <laughs> Am I wow. See, you're making a certain oh, move with your arm that I, I know what you're about to do. Yeah, it's it feels good. It's just every time, you know, you mention something positive, I just want to take a little sip. Okay, there you go. <laughs> 
Mm. See, yeah, apparently I'll that, put it down. I'll put it down. I don't down. know if you saw the video. That's yeah, what apparently that. Lance McCullers was doing last night. Oh yeah, I think so too. <laughs> it was when tell. I was watching it. I was like, "Damn it, I got to go in the studio tomorrow." <laughs> seven, I'm getting flashbacks of the Atlanta Braves last year in Game Seven. It didn't feel good. I bet it's okay though. It's Game Three. That's it's it. fine. That's all. They got to get used to the Philly crowds. You know what I mean? Those guys are monsters. They are. We know. I know. That. Everybody knows. I know. They're hyped. We beat the Yankees. That's all that really matters you're, right now. You're happy about that, aren't that's you? Really, that's really why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason why. It's <laughs> the only reason. You know, I, uh, I At least we're that, not Mo. the Bills. You know what I mean? The Bills, four Super Bowls, you know, 0-4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got the first one out. So whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Still made four World Series. You know what I mean? Like, did, did you see? Fine. Did you see Nick Castellanos of the Castellanos of the uh, of the Phillies uh, after uh, was it the final out of, of Game One? Oh, what did he do? Uh, he lifted up his his yeah. uh, jersey to show yeah, yeah. that he wasn't wearing a wire. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why does he have a reputation of being a rat? Nah. <laughs> I don't understand. Nah. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just nah. really confused. Nah. Yeah, I'm just very very Although, confused. Although I got to tell you, uh, I, nobody yeah. was wearing a wire. Okay, enough of this wire business. I, I have spoken to uh, mm-hmm. uh, a, a couple of Astros who would swear on the hair of anybody they love that yeah. they were not that that's not why uh, he refused to take off his jersey that they yeah. were not wearing a wire. Yeah, exactly. That's correct. Yeah, I, I hear you. Thank and you. I, and and I thank you for at least admitting this. And I will also admit that <laughs> it's an incredible team that you know I know Phillies fans are, are feeling good and I I I would not discount. I would not discount this team. I mean, no, right I, absolutely not. No, 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 no. You know, they love this. They build off of this. They mm-hmm. like. They love being doubted. Mm-hmm. I think they have. I think they have a really good shot. I think it's going to be. I want to say six, but I want to see an exciting game seven because I can make that game. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> selfish, yeah. a little selfish. Yeah, let me do it. I went up. to the first two games, and it was just. I'm uh, looking at your tour dates. The next yeah. three nights, you're going to be on stage in San Jose at the San Correct. Jose Improv, and everyone Correct. can go to com for tickets. How are you going to be? Well, they're sold out, but you can catch me at other dates. Okay. You Look I'm gonna, at you, man. I'm just, I'm go just saying. San, San Jose. Ooh, I don't want okay. No, you got the New York Comedy down. Festival coming up on November. 12th, yeah. the Sandman Comedy Club in Richmond, Virginia on November 16th. But every, every you should warm go, up. go to uh, Moammer.com for dates and tickets. Yeah. How are you going to, how, because I, I can't imagine you're able to, you know, keep your eye on a television set while you're doing stand up. Right? No, you no, but that. definitely we'll be in the green room. I could tell the guys to stretch, if, depending on what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Just give me another 20. Real All quick. of a sudden, it's just like, why Where are they is go? Bregman stepping out of the batter's box so much? <laughs> must be Moe's trying to finish up his set in San yeah. Jose. <laughs> no, no, I can't wait. I really can't wait. I think it's shaping up to be a really great series. Um, they, had, they had a great one yesterday. I think they, I think they, uh, Used it all up. I think it's seven runs yesterday. Enjoy it. Okay. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Now we're used to the weather. Mm-hmm. We're used to the the, the, the fans, the fans yeah. and what they're screaming out. I can't be any worse just, than Yankee Stadium. I, mean, I think be. it is, though. No? You do think so? You don't think so? TJ, you're a Pennsylvania guy. Could it, is it worse in Philadelphia than Yankee Stadium <laughs> or Boston? Come I would on. say that Philly and New York are probably have the similar bloodline, right? That would be the, kind of the same type of people who would be yelling be the same type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, so. you get, yeah. yeah. tell They're me more specifically. Same what do you mean? <laughs> 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 same guy. Hey, yo, you suck my yeah. That kind of yeah. I'm fluent in both languages. Yeah. So. <laughs> I am, too, to be honest with you. I'm fluent in that. And I kind of appreciate it, too. 
to be honest. Yeah. Her Verlander appreciated it. I what saw a video of somebody screaming at McCullers warming up in the bullpen that Hoskins dated his girlfriend in high, his, oh my uh, something God. once wow. in high school. That's what Yeah, screaming like, what's in your hair? Like, what, you know, what, what, uh, what fake, you know, what, what cheating stuff is in your hair? Like, Jeez. they were really just laying it on well, him it in worked. the bullpen. Whatever that did, whatever, it worked. It really did wonders. I, I do have to be honest with you. Uh, uh, I do, as a Yankee fan, yeah. love watching uh, the Astros get smoked and hammered. Yeah, but, I'm sure it feels but good. But I, do, I yeah. do love some of the players on the team. Still doesn't Bregman, change now. Bregman, yeah. I know it doesn't. Bregman <laughs> yeah. in particular. And I am rooting for Dusty Baker. You know, I That's mean, who guy, I'm rooting for, yeah. too. You know, like, there's he, something about Dusty and his life and his... His baseball life and his baseball journey, yeah. and the fact that he took the Giants to, you know, the doorstep, and he then the Giants won after he left, and that hurt. I know. Like, and he has done a remarkable job with this team. No, remarkable he has. Job. No, he has. He absolutely has, and I want him to do it. And he gets so criticized unfairly. I think, you know, what happened? Did they take out Verlander? I'm like, how do you take him out? Like, honestly, how? How right. can you like guess that he's gonna get two more runs off of him? Like, right, you can't guess that. Like I would have kept him in. Of course, been like of course you keep the Verlander Yankees in. took it's Cole out of a game against you guys. Exactly, and it's just like what are we? You know, this exactly. is the World Series. What are you? Exactly. What are we waiting for? Maybe McCullers. They think he settled in at that point. He's gonna be fine. You know, you maybe you take him. It's tough. I mean, that position is is really really hard. But I definitely agree keeping Verlander in there. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, he we're at home. I was at that game. Phenomenal game. Tough, mm-hmm. tough, tough one to watch. They pulled off a great defensive play in, in right field. and, and he caught, if, you, if that ball drops, it's over. So you, you know? got a game seven ticket? You got a game seven ticket? Yeah, right I'm, I'm kind of, I got, I know people. You know? <laughs> no, no, I, I know. Tight yeah. <laughs> but so everything yeah. works, you can actually be there for that. Well, I'm going to, yeah, I don't want to, yeah. Okay. I don't want to tell too much. You okay. know what I mean? All if right. I'm working, I might have to. Dip out to go see that game. <laughs> I'm sick. So I mean, do are we do we, do do you want to use the Rich Eisen show to tell whoever works whatever call sheet you would be on that you're out? You want yeah, to see that no, right? no, no, I'll be we there. I'll that. be I'll be at the game. The Cranes have been really nice, great to me. And that's great. Yeah, I'll go to the games all the time. Kill, support. Also, I shot the show in Houston. Like, of course, you did. I showed so much. You know, Houston uh, Astros love, and so I grew up with. I used to I used to like you know I used to skip school to go watch. The Astros get pummeled by the Braves in the first round every time. Right. So it was just wildly disappointing. So now that we have this in my adult life and doing so well in my life and being able to afford the opportunity to give my childhood friends that I grew up with to mm-hmm. bring their wives and everyone to the game is, is really special. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mo Ammer here on the Rich Eisen Show referring to Mo, which is uh, on Netflix. Again, the first ever show created by and starring a Palestinian and showing a Palestinian family on TV. That is an amazing um, you know, uh, achievement for you to be able to talk about right. writer, executive producer, co-creator, you're playing it, you're starring in it. And then Black Adam, man, you're in the number one movie on planet Earth right I now. I know, it's really weird. It's you really get, odd. You getting stopped in ways that you may you might not have even before. Yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful. People like take a second because I look so different in Black Adam. I had long hair. I mm-hmm. did that deliberately and I wanted to make it like a specific character, mm-hmm. like a cartoon comic book character yeah and it worked and it's really really great and people like really resonate with him and really love what i did with the character itself now yeah. you got the rock on speed dial now yeah got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> send voice messages facetime the rock other. right now yeah, yeah. facetime <laughs> right now you know last rock. time i tried to do that his number changed so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe wow. we don't do that although wow. this is a better hour this is a better hour anyway because the kids dropped yeah. off at school He's working out. maybe i mean like it's it's daytime i mean last time Chappelle was trying to get me to facetime him we're on stage at the cellar and it was like three o'clock in the morning maybe that's why 
shouldn't do that. I was like, <laughs> texted him. I was like, yeah, hey, you are. But he's up at all kinds of different times. He's always like, hey, I'm getting in at 4 a.m. Like, what? You're a monster. You know, who monster. does that? I don't. So does that mean Chappelle can't just FaceTime The Rock by himself? I mean, how, I mean who's not in Chappelle's phone at this point in time is what I want to know. I think The Rock is the only one, probably, yeah. Damn. I'm sure he so, can. So, is that, so walk me through what, yeah. happened, what happened here. Wait a minute. So yeah. you're right. It's, it's three in the morning. You just finished. No, a, I was on stage at the cellar. It was okay. before I did the special Muhammad in Texas. Mm-hmm. So what I was doing is I was making my rounds at the comedy cellar as comics do. Yeah. Going one room to the other. And I took the last spot so I could do an extended set, which okay. is the last spot. I think it was a Saturday. Yeah. Saturday or so. Yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. And so the last spot, you don't go on till like two something in the morning. Really? So I went on and I was hoping to do my hour, like just to play around and mm-hmm. and see what else I could find, you know, what the lines I could find in the set. Pretty much it's settled at that point. I'm going, uh, I'm leaving the next day to fly out to Houston to film it in a few days. Yeah. Uh, Dave is, Chappelle happened to be like pulling up. He's going to Mutt Moons, which is like the best falafel in Shawarma probably in America. Uh-huh. Like it's amazing. Uh, so he pulls up to my moons, which is right next door to the cellar. And it's like two something in the morning. He's like, who's on stage? And, you know, I toured with Dave for like 12 years, 10 mm-hmm. years. And he goes, uh, and they go, Mo's on. He's like, Mo. And he just comes in and just walks on stage and he hugs me with a shore in my hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> with a doggy bag and he gives me a hug and the whole crowd obviously goes bananas. Of course they did. And then we ended up freestyling for like an hour and 10 minutes with together. With him? On yeah, the yeah, stage? Dave, yeah, yeah, together. And well, Dave is always, whenever I'm with Dave, Dave's like, ah, you left me for The Rock. Whenever I'm with The Rock, he's like, ah, whatever, you leave me for Dave. I'm like, you I'm can't not win. A toy. By the way, that's, by the way that's, those are two <laughs> greats to yeah. be ping ponging yeah. back and forth yeah, to be jealous oh, of the other. Yeah, that's it's great. all love. It's all love. So we ended up, you know, freestyling for like, I don't know, I, it's somewhere on tape, somewhere. I know, yeah. which is probably something you can't say about Chappelle. Right. So right. I was about to say, it's amazing that you had your phone on you when Chappelle's on the stage. Yeah, I think, he takes I think, phone, he's taking phones from people because no, he wants no, everybody locked in on his comedy. You no, know, of, well, also we don't want anything to get out prematurely. Also, the audience doesn't really fully understand that this is like a work in progress. It's a and workshop. It's a workshop. Yeah, when you get in there, it's like you know that's to us that's our Yale University. The comedy cellar is. Huh. as our school so we go there constantly to work out so when he walks in and does it obviously the crowd goes bananas and we we're just freestyling and dave does his thing and i sat on the piano and the only song i could play was lean on me and i started playing it out of nowhere and the whole crowd was singing it it was just like a magical night like literally one of the best nights so the only thing that went wrong on that night is the rock changed his phone number right? i think so yeah i think so <laughs> might have been that i was like hey man you know i'm on stage at the cellar <laughs> Can I just FaceTime you real quick? And I just immediately regretted sending that text. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and then I tried to text him again, and it turns green. I was like, well, there that goes. There it goes. <laughs> it's it's green. Not, it's not blue. Not blue. Oh, not blue. It turns green. <laughs> you know he didn't change to Android. Like, ah, there that <laughs> yeah. goes. There that That's goes. so funny, man. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And yeah. here you are saying, let's FaceTime The Rock. Yeah. Well, I mean, trying to ruin it? It's a fun game to say let's. Does that make me the Chappelle in this equation? Well, you yeah. never want to play. <laughs> I don't know. Um, at Real Mo Ammer on Twitter, Mo Ammer on Instagram, Black Adam in theaters right now. Uh, and then for more dates and tickets, go to moammer.com. Come back after the parade. 
How does that sound? That sounds amazing. By the way, this is a total... I'll FaceTime you from the parade. There you go. Oh, word. <laughs> By the way, this is just... This blows up all of the L.A., I guess, stereotypes, yeah. right? The whole, hey, why don't you come back? Yeah. You know? And, right. and then you're like, yeah, I'll come back. And then I never invite you, and you never yeah. come. Yeah. And not only are you here, you came on a day when it's raining in Los yeah, Angeles, which is just like you just want to hunker down and not leave anywhere. You <laughs> no, actually man, drove? I, I was getting, I was Damn. really excited. I came back in town, and then I just hit me. I was like, oh, man, the Strohs are in the series. Let's I was like, let's hit up Rich and see if I can come on the show and, and say hi. And I heard that. I'm like, absolutely, because yeah. I said, I said, let's do it. And you said, yeah. I'll do it. And I know. Normally, that you means I'll never see you. Thing. <laughs> I'm from right. Texas. Hey, hey, I'm going to hold on to it. Hey, hey, sure, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Come right, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. That's like me saying you're from L.A. right I'm now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I take that back. I apologize. I appreciate you doing hey, that. I apologize. I didn't mean no disrespect. God forbid. God forbid if I stepped over the line and all of a sudden I call you some Californite what not, whatever they call themselves Can't out happen. here. Can't God happen. forbid. Can't God happen. forbid. No disrespect. <laughs> Let the beloved rich. I insulted him a little bit. I insulted him a little bit. Now now the drinks are on. The house. house. By the way, I've now made that reference twice (laughs) in the show. I'm going to have to do it in the third hour. (laughs) Why not? Just to balance everything out. I did. That's awesome. I did. I did that in hour one. You know, I met De Niro, and he's the only person I ever fanned out on. What happened? I completely fanned out. I looked to the right, looked left. I see De Niro. I screamed like a three-year-old child. And I hugged him. I squeezed him so long. Where was this? This was uh, in Atlanta, actually. Do you have a photograph? You're digging for a phone. No, it looks no, like. no. Okay. okay. I was. I was. Um, I got a. I, yeah. I look right. I was doing a show with Chappelle. Mm-hmm. He was filming. De Niro was filming a movie in Atlanta. I had no idea. I had just performed. Dave just finished. I look over right, look left. I see De Niro fanned out like crazy. Hugged him, squeezed him so long, <laughs> okay. and I and I I hugged. I just immediately hugged him. It's my favorite. And I and I said I, I hugged you maybe a little bit too what too long. And he, I swear he goes, a little bit. No, no. By the way, that's what you want that's out exactly of that exchange. Oh. Exactly, like you couldn't have best. scripted it any. Yeah, it was bit. the best. I get emotional thinking about it. It was, the best. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. Your eyes aren't glistening. It was I love it. Yeah. So, so in London, which is probably about three years ago, for the London, I was there for uh, a London game. For yeah. at the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, my wife and I go right. out with one of her best friends and husband, and we're at the Children's Firehouse in London. And then my all favorite. of a sudden, it's an incredible spot, right? Yeah. So to my right is this long table. Nobody's sitting at it when we sit down. And it was the table reserved for the cast of The Irishman <laughs> that had just had a premiere in London. Oh, my God. And starting to show up, De Niro, oh. Pacino, oh God. Keitel, Martin Scorsese, and then wait for it, Bruce Springsteen was in town. He shows up to the table. And we even had a conversation on this show, like if you had if you could stop and one of them, you could only go up to one of them. You got one shot to go up and interrupt and go up to which which one would you choose? Was Pesci there? Pesci was not there. He was the only one from the Irishman who was not there. He was probably playing golf here in Southern California. Like, I'm not getting on a plane. What do you want me for? I love that guy. You know, so 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 I I uh, I went to the men's room. <laughs> this is a great. I went to the men's room, uh-huh. okay, and I took my shot with Scorsese. Nice. 
And? And just went up to him. Hold on. Stop. 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 Don't give away anything. anything. I didn't say anything. I went up to him and I told him what he meant to me and what his movies meant to me. And thank you for everything. He couldn't have been nicer. He, he just nodded his head and he said, thank you. Uh, and we shook hands and yeah. I went to the men's room, but made it, made, made it show of it that he knew I shook his hand before I went to the men's yeah. room. <laughs> Very important. Of course. So now it's time they're leaving. They're leaving. One by one, they leave. And it's time for Scorsese leaving. And I pulled this move, moved my chair out so he couldn't, couldn't move, got up, took a selfie with him. Amazing. And there it is, right there on Incredible. the screen. <laughs> not happy. He's not By happy. Way, He's not there happy. were about five people from security, from, yeah. the, from his personal security yeah. and also and the, the restaurant children. security that yeah. jumped out at me to yeah. say, don't do it. He said, it's okay. Yeah. Because I went up to him at the table, and I think we connected. That's amazing. I'm sure you connected. You could tell from <laughs> his eyes. <laughs> you can Get see. me out of here. Look at this. Get me out Look of here. Look at his like, eyes. What are you saying? Says everything. He's like, I feel a connection. Like, this is the moment. A little bit. This is the moment. <laughs> I'm retiring. Right here. <laughs> Leaving your own table. Now. How's he done a movie since no. then? No, no, no. It's Well, the children has really strict rules about photos. Damn straight, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. They jumped out of the woodwork. Don't, can't do it. Can't do I it. Know. Even the waiters like, don't do it. Yeah. He's like, it's okay. Yeah, you damn we right. It's okay. It's Rich Eisen. Damn straight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Don't they know? Yeah, yeah. Look now they the, do. Look at my wall of accolades. Get out of my face. <laughs> Mo Hammer. No, here I would have done the Eisen same show. thing. That's a G move. Honestly, I'm I, glad I you moved did my it. chair out. It's brilliant. Couldn't go anywhere. Brilliant. Trapped him. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? You're not Barry Sanders. Huh? You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to spin out of this one, buddy. You're 80 years old. That's right. You're not spinning out of this one. Would you resist, you'll persist, buddy. You just take it. That's Embrace it. the situation. Hey, I took my shot. Well, you're going to get it. that chance again. No. You know? Yeah, I you know. know. It's no, a no, big one. I have the photograph. I regret, you not know, doing some moments not saying stuff. You know, I wish... I did this. I wish I did that. So that's great. You hugged De Niro. I hugged him. And you got the line you wanted, which is low Thank God he just saw me perform, or else it would have been really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I mean, I freaked out. He was the only one I ever freaked out, because when I came to the States, the first book I read was Mario Puzo's Wise Guy. I don't know why. I was 10 years old. (laughs) Nobody should have ever given me this book. But it was... What an introduction. It was like, I was, from that point on, I've been fascinated with these kind of movies and these criminal minds and whatnot. I just find it so fascinating. And I was just, I couldn't believe they made a movie about it. And I watched it. It was, and then from then on, it was like De Niro wormhole. Fantastic. Uh, At Real Mo Ammer on Twitter, at Mo Ammer on Instagram, and go to moammer.com to see this man on tour. Thanks for coming in, sir. Man, thank you for having me. Anytime. Let me know. Let me know. We'll we'll chat from the parade. We'll chat from the parade. That's it. Yeah, it goes down Broad Street. That's it. Oh! Oh, Wow! 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 Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Here on the Rich Eisen Show. I know you said Bofa as I'm trying to talk about a serious sports story, and it's B, capital B, of capital A for Bank of America, and you're making a D's nuts joke. Good job, TJ. We're trying to win Emmys around here, man. I, that's the thing that helps us win Emmys. Had, that, I, read it it before, really? had I read it before, I would have well, I would just laughed. take one of those. No. Well, look, 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 Rich, well, with, I'll just you take know, a one. We got nominated because of a Price is Right. Backing TJ's clip. play here, we've been nominated twice. Never had a D's Nuts segment okay. on our reel. I mean, there I you go. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes-Benz Vance phone line. We're very late for him, and I greatly appreciate his patience. As we just said goodbye to Mo Ammer, a uh, friend of the program and the creator of Pro Football Talk, and he's on PFT Live every day on Peacock and so much more. Here is Mike Florio. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, and... I don't know whether it's a consolation or mm. whether it's cause for concern, mm. but when I saw Bofa, I thought the same thing. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> we all swim the same Mike water. Talk Mike? about a need for a rebranding. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe they're going for the demographic. I don't know. Or maybe that's where Nick Saban does his banking. Hey, I don't know. Hey, Who knows? <laughs> what did you make of this piece of news today, uh, Mike? What's going on with the commanders? Well, the report from Forbes was worded in a way that created a little bit of a safe harbor, the idea that they're exploring selling a majority or minority portion of the team. Now, I don't know who in the hell would want to buy a minority share of the commanders right now. He had three limited partners who couldn't wait to get out, and ultimately he bought them out in order to get them away from him because they were arguably, allegedly, whatever, creating problems for Dan Snyder, and some of these issues that have been floating around potentially trace back to the efforts of the three former limited partners to just get out from under Dan Snyder. I think this is an effort to posture this in order to get the best possible offer. Basically, if you make our number, we'll sell the team. And the number is going to be north of $5 billion. There's been plenty of speculation as to why. I think the best theory I've heard from someone in the know is that a new owner would basically be handed the old RFK stadium site to develop a new state-of-the-art facility. Mm. And Dan Snyder, no way, no hell, and no way in hell, no how, is he going to be able to get a stadium because he's not going to be able to get the cooperation from the public officials he needs. And he's apparently come to that realization. So now it's time to cash out. He paid $750 million in 1999. Mm. He gets $5 billion, twenty. Three years later, not a bad return on his investment. Not a bad ROI at all. So that's that's what it is. It's born out of a a stadium deal that um, nobody in town will make with him. But and and but would that be also um, something that's pressuring him from within the walls? Because this is a guy who's constantly said no way, no how. There was even a statement in response to Jim Irsay's latest public foray and conversation about it in advance of their two franchises playing each other in Indianapolis that finished up with this is never they'll never sell 
Right, but he was never going to change the name of the team either. I mean, Dan Snyder saying never is not the best resource for hmm. predicting what his future actions will be. If anything, it's the sign that at some point he will do the thing he's refusing to do. The stadium is the most logical business explanation for it. It's possible that someone he trusts finally got through to him and said, here's how this is going to go. Is it really in your best interest, your family's best interest, your team's best interest to go through this? Do you really want your kids to ultimately have this team after this protracted fight where you go scorched earth with any and all form of litigation you can pursue? I don't know that he would want that. I don't know if there's anybody who could talk him out of it. And it could be that the family got together. You know, it could be the kids because he's been motivated all along to give the team to his kids. Mm -hmm. If I'm in my 20s and I think that's the age of his kids, at some point, I mean, I'm on social media. I'm hearing this stuff. I'm seeing this stuff. At some point, I say, I'll just take the money, <laughs> right? Let's just sell this team. How much money are we going to get if we sell the team? I'll take the money. I don't want my name and my face to be attached to this. The only thing better than being rich and famous is being rich. I'll stick with rich. Nobody knows who the kids are. I don't even know their names. And the kids may have decided, we just like to keep it that way. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Any potential buyers that we're already hearing about? You heard, obviously, the first name that everyone talks about is Jeff Bezos, who's now a partner of the NFL with Thursday Night Football. He also owns the Washington Post. He's also got enough money maybe in the ashtray of of one of his cars or rocket ships to go ahead and buy this. Um, I would imagine he'd get quick approval. Uh, what do you think? Hey, I hadn't thought of this one. How about a straight-up trade? Elon Musk, Dan Snyder, <laughs> Twitter for the Commanders. How about that? <laughs> who, bro I don't, I don't, who, who brokers such a thing? Bofa? 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 Uh, oh, I'd be happy to do it. Both I of them? a very small okay. percentage. Josh Harris is a name to watch because we reported Josh Harris, co-owner of the 76ers, I believe, he was ready to pay $5 billion for the Broncos. And he would have paid $5 billion for the Broncos if he knew that $5 billion would have gotten the Broncos. But what he feared would have happened, and it would have happened, mm -hmm. he goes to 5, the Walmart clan goes to 5-1. He goes to 5-2, the Walmart clan goes to 5-3. He goes to 5-4, the Walmart clan goes to 5-5. So he said, if I can't get it for 5, I'm out. I think he would pay 5 for the commanders. And the question becomes, who else is at the table? Th this is part of the goal. Let's get as many as we can. Let's do it on our terms. I think it's harder to get full value for the team if you're forced to sell it. If you're forced to sell it, you have no option to say, I'm not going to sell it in order to drive the price even higher. I think the thing to do is try to set up four, five, six, seven, eight different groups that are submitting significant offers, and you get $5 billion to $6 billion to who knows. You know, this is a, an investment for which the balance sheets, the cash flow, the normal valuation tools get thrown out the window. It's an auction. Who pays the most for the privilege of taking over this team? And the NFL issued a statement unprompted that, hey, by the way, if there's any sale, the finance committee has to approve it, and 2432 owners have to approve it. Well, finance is the key. All that matters is how much money that you have. There isn't a test on how much you know about football, whether you'd be good for the team, for the league, for the game, for anyone. All that matters is, do you have the cash? And we're talking about people who clearly will have the cash. Mike Florio here, uh, host of PFT Live on Peacock, creator of Pro Football Talk, at Pro Football Talk, and the author of Playmakers, where all books are sold right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Most surprising aspect of the trade deadline campaign season was 
the Rams not doing anything because it sure felt like they were trying to either bring back Brandon Cooks for a reunion. Now the $18 million fully guaranteed salary he has for 2023 was an impediment that could not be overcome. The Cowboys were also in on that. And not getting Bradley Chubb. They were after him. The Dolphins ended up doing it. So the fact that they ultimately restrained themselves, and they reportedly tried, Albert Breer said, to send two first-round picks to the Panthers for Brian Burns. You know, at some point you have to admit you're not one player away, and they're not. And at some point you have to hold back some of your resources for the future. The team will continue to exist later this decade. And you can't completely mortgage your future in an effort, what I think is a foolish effort for now, to delude yourself into thinking you can go back and win the Super Bowl again. And look, nobody's giving up and they have to say all the right things. But this is far different from last year, where they went all in for Vaughn Miller and OBJ, and, and it worked. I, I think they, they have more needs than the trade deadline would have supplied. So I was surprised they didn't do anything, because I, I doubted that they were sufficiently self-aware of where they are right now. But, you know, just the sheer volume. We were hearing before the trade deadline, oh, there's already been a lot of trades. We may not see many, and we've been disappointed before, but to have 10 of them land on our laps yesterday i i was i was uh pleasantly surprised and you know my other my other crusade here that i'm really trying to get people on board with me uh is the the idea that they need to move this deadline back especially with an extra week to the regular season at a minimum needs to go back to week nine i'd send it even later why arbitrarily limit the arm's length negotiations and transactions that two teams can enter into i'd run all the way through the end of the regular season i mean if a team wants to give up value and another team wants to, to, to sell an asset and get more draft picks, so be it. If you want parity in the NFL, let those transactions happen because it, it's conducive to having parity next year. It weakens a good team, and it helps a bad team. Doesn't it also, I mean, as I've mentioned earlier uh, this month or last month, that uh, tanking in the NFL isn't just like sitting guys who are healthy uh, on game day like it's the NBA. It's trading away your best players so there are fewer um, uh, good players to win games and uh, can't be overcome by very prideful men who are still around battling for jobs and want to win. Like so, so wouldn't if there was a trade deadline, say mid December, still uh, you you'd have a ton of teams who know that they're done, just selling off and trying to lose games that way over the last month of the season. Wouldn't you have fewer competitive games under that? Well, you potentially would. The guys on the field are still going to compete. And, look, it would give teams easier cover for tanking at that point, the teams that really know they're done. The problem is right now it's too early to know that you're done. And maybe that's the way the NFL wants it. I don't know. Does the NFL want trades or does it not want trades? By having the deadline now, the message is we really don't want these things, and maybe it is to combat tanking. But here's the thing about tanking. It exists. It happens. And as long as you don't admit it and, and also fail to later say, I was only joking, the NFL isn't going to do anything about it. Because the NFL doesn't want to admit to the world that there is a very clear temptation to not put your best players on the field, to not try to win games late in the season in order to enhance your draft stock. Now, some folks like Sean Payton would say no team should ever do that because it's not conducive to future winning if you don't always have a winning culture and try to win every single game and do everything you can to win every single game it sends a horrible message it still happens and the temptation is still there and whether it's the dolphins who clearly were doing it in 2019 the browns were doing it with 
these incentives that were payable to coaches and front office executives based on salary cap money being carried over, draft picks being stockpiled, that's not a factor that leads to winning now. They created financial incentives to get guys to do things that would minimize the value of the current team, maximize the future value of the team, and the NFL said that's not tanking. It's only tanking if someone says, hey, we're tanking, and we're not joking when we say we're tanking. <laughs> Otherwise, the NFL is just going to look the other way. Because that temptation is always going to be part of the sport. It's not going anywhere until they do a true draft lottery that basically puts all non-playoff teams into the hopper with the same number of balls, not weighted based on how bad you are. That temptation is going to be there. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. Last one for you here is uh, I've lost track over the last eight, you know, ten years, I guess, um, or even sooner than that, the number of storylines of why isn't Green Bay getting weapons for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, the, the number of times that we've had that conversation on drafts and now this time around with the trade deadline, um, I've lost track. If I had told Packers fans going into the trade deadline period that you're going to come away with no new weapons for Aaron Rodgers, they'd be like, yeah, that's par for the course. But if I had then told them that the Bears, despite selling off two of their best defensive players, would acquire the very young receiver that the Packers would want and apparently went for and the Bears would get for a second round draft choice, now that would send off an alarm bell. What do you think is going on? with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers' thought process today, sir? The threshold question is, did the Packers really want Chase Claypool? Because if they did, they could have found a way to get Chase Claypool, just like last year with Odo Beckham Jr. Did they really want him? If they did, they could have found a way to get him. They know how to placate Aaron Rodgers by trying. Like, I, I think they're running a little bit of a grift on him where they're like, wow. yeah, Aaron, we're really going to try to do this. Oh, sorry, it didn't work out. And he, he accepts it and moves on. That's part of the reality. I think it's this draft and develop mindset that goes back to Ron Wolf, who was the GM as of 92-ish, and it carried over to Ted Thompson, and now with Brian Gutekunst, we draft and develop, we draft and develop, we draft and develop. There's never a sense of urgency. There's never an effort to go all in. There's no F them picks mindset. And I think fundamentally, Rich, the main issue is there's no owner. There isn't that one person who can wake up yesterday morning and say, we're going to go do it. Or that person Brian Gutekunst can go to to completely cover his own behind and say, hey, owner of the team, are you okay with this? And look him in the eye and get the idea. Yes, the owner's okay with it. The owner's on board with it. The owner's excited about it. Without that owner, and I know it could go very badly. You could have a horrible owner that you couldn't wait, if you're a fan, for that guy to sell the team, a la Dan Snyder. But you also could have a very good owner who knows just when to, to light that fire, just when to embolden and empower the front office to go make those moves. Because look at the teams out there that feel like they're contenders and made moves. The Chiefs with Kadarius Toney, the Bills with Naheem Hines, the Ravens, what they've done to make a bad defense. Niners. The Vikings for crying out loud. Niners. No Niners. urgency from the Packers. Yeah, Niners. You know, Jed York. Yeah, exactly. Changed you know, everything to get Christian McCaffrey. Right. Apparently, Debo went up to Jed York, said thank you, according to the broadcast this past week, you know, when uh, hearing about McCaffrey. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's an interesting way of phrasing it, Mike, a grift on, uh, on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, well, and I hate to say it. Well, I don't hate to say that. Why, why, did I say, why, did I even say, why did I even say something I don't? I don't hate to say it. It's, I think it's true. I, because he was ready to retire 2021. Remember the, the sports books all took down their futures bets for the Packers that weekend before training camp? Yeah. Everyone thought he was going to retire. He said he was 50-50 on the question of retirement. And then he had that 23-minute airing of grievances as his introductory press conference, and he made it clear that he's not happy he doesn't have a voice. Their attitude is, you just work here. 
So they bring back Randall Cobb, they placate him, and they listen to him, but do they really listen to him? He has a voice. Hey, oh, we, we listen to all opinions. Well, we, we ignore all opinions, too. And I feel like that's what the Packers are doing to him. They're listening to him, but they're still going to do whatever they're going to do, even if he would be better off if they either, you know, if they didn't just put a real offer on the table last year for Devontae Adams, it never gets to the point where he wants to be traded to the Raiders. They, they waited too long to put a real offer on the table. That's just another example. I don't know that they really want to make these moves. They want to make Aaron Rodgers think they tried. Deep down, I wonder how hard they're trying. Mike Florio, thank you for the time. As always, appreciate you uh, taking my call and popping on here. Say hi to everyone on Peacock. All right. Thanks, Rich. You got it. That's Mike Florio. Check out PFT Live on Peacock, and you can check out his book, where all books are sold. And, of course, follow him at Pro Football Talk and see him on Sunday nights on NBC. This NFL season, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, Thanksgiving, and Christmas triple headers, the international series in every postseason game. Always great food for thought from Mike. Oh, a Bill Belichick press conference moment. I just heard about it. I didn't know. I have no idea what it's about, but you know my, my day's made. Oh, on a trade. Okay, by the way, oh, by, by the way, too, the number of people who were baiting me on Twitter last night. What does Rich think about Michigan being out of the top four? Clemson's in the top four. Tennessee's number one. Michigan's the first one out looking in on the four in college football. I'll give you my two cents on that subject when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. That's all still to come with Frank Grillo in studio and my power rankings that I can't wait power. to deliver with Brio. NetSuite, folks, wants to make sure that you know your numbers in these crazy economic times. One thing is for certain these days, dangerous time to not know your numbers. Over 31,000 businesses, however, have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system, which gives you the visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. So go for it. What are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. A Bill Belichick press conference moment of the day that's coming up in hour number three. Along with my power rankings. Yeah, Mike and I excited. No, I know. I'm just letting it man. I'm letting it sit. In the in the uh, in the microwave, okay. just for a little bit longer. Marinate. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. It's gonna marinate. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Nope. It's in there. It's coming out. It's got to do with him being asked why the Patriots didn't make a trade. Well, how close were they to making a trade in the deadline? So I mean, I, I would stay tuned if I were you. Uh huh. A little bit. So look, uh, I had a little bit of cheese placed on my Twitter timeline last night by people hoping I'd snatch it, take it. And those people were watching. No, no, no. They were watching. They were watching the worldwide leader last night. Yeah, yeah. And the college football playoff committee. Who are these people? To use the phrase of like, uh, what, uh, from uh, Midnight Run? They're sitting around with their coffee breath and B.O. Just sitting around. Some room talking about what? Top of November. Who would be in the college football playoffs? If the season ended today, and if I were them, I would have put out those four and those top six the way I would have too. Absolutely. 
Tennessee number one? Are you kidding me? The way that they're playing? They look great. Yeah, they piss off Georgia fans, too. Get people talking. They got the biggest win of the year. Understood. And they're playing each other this weekend and put they them up know. number one. See if they can stay there, right? And if they're yeah. there, then they're, then they're there. Why not? Right? Let's definitely put the Ohio State up there number two overall. Pisses Michigan fans off, especially. Especially since we're the defending Big Ten champs. We haven't lost since beating, uh, losing to Michigan State last year in the Big Ten. That's our last Big Ten loss. We just vanquished them. We just beat them up before they beat us up, apparently. Four more Michigan State players suspended, by the way. Clemson sitting there at four. And all I'm seeing in the, uh, in the Twitter machine, from all those in the know, college football, this is in response to Michigan's off-season schedule, uh, non-conference schedule. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Michigan's non-conference schedule. Not great. Substandard. Hawaii and Connecticut. Oh, dude, do not disrespect Colorado State by leaving them oh, off that list. That's who we started against. Sorry. 51-7, because I saw that, I'm like, let me just check on Clemson's non-conference schedule. Uh, let's see, see how much better that is. Okay. Furman and Louisiana Tech. Don't sleep on him. Furman. Don't sleep on Furman. Are you are you disrespecting Furman? Furman. Hawaii and UConn by by saying Furmans up there. That's who. Now that's that's who you want to show the rest of the country after you know a game against Georgia Tech to start the season that they won. Hold on, I meant forty-one ten. I will say I, I don't want to defend Clemson ever, but they've beaten three ranked teams. You and Ohio State's only beaten one. Oh, uh, okay. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing on no, fact. I get, I get, I'm just pointing on fact. I'm talking about what I saw is this is a shot across Jim Harbaugh's bow to say, hey, Jim, you better start booking some teams yeah. out of your conference. Oh, Furman and Louisiana Tech. Got it. Got it. I mean. Okay. No, no. I get it. I get it. And so it all comes down to it, though, just win your games. From here on out. Yeah, just win. If Michigan wins from here on out, guess what they won't be? Fifth. Oh, that's for sure. Fifth. And just leave us there at five. Leave us there at five. That's fine. I like it. That's yummy rat poison for Jim. Go in there. Go in there, Jim. Win the next four and you're in. Oh, please. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Is Appalachian State ranked? Who? No. What are you talking about over Penn State? I can't hear you. I can't hear you over stuff you shouldn't be saying. Because you have no legs to stand on. Sure I do. Penn State. got two of them. Oh, it's great. Oh, great effort. Great effort against my school and Ohio State. It's great effort. Good job. Hey, we played our hearts out. Hey, man, I saw some fight in the coach going at one of the members of the student body who was criticizing him. I saw that. Look, you just have an issue with the coach. He was on the playoff committee. Ward Manuel, you're Okay, good. Will Shields, Hall of Famer? Um, look, I found them, this is all food for thought and getting people talking about it. Great. I mean, just win the games and it's all good. It's all good. It's not like we're, It's not like Michigan wins out and beats Ohio State. It's just like, oh, you were fifth in that first poll that we came out with well, on November. Day, the first poll you know? was like, whatever. They should just do this at the end. One poll. No, this is getting started. You're in the month. Yes. You're in the month. This is it. One poll. Here we go. Syracuse is 20. What's up? Oof. There you go. <laughs> Notre Dame roughed him up. Now here go. Take on Clemson. Oh. Knock him off the fourth spot for me, will you, Mikey? Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. 
Oh, Knock them off. Billy Gardell responded to you, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening with Billy Gardell? What's okay, happening so, with Billy yeah. Gardell? So, we put out, so we put out the video of the Halloween candy power rankings, right? Yeah, I got to get off the top of my head, by the way. Right, yes. right, right. And so Billy uh, quote tweeted the video about an hour ago yep. and said hundred grand bar because Mike had brought up. You know up, how I love those grand. two, man. Mike had brought up hundred grand, really. And so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, I mean that, that's as delicious a uh, a caramel nutty chocolatey treat you can have in one fun so, size bite. So, yeah. So off air to break, TJ goes. Uh, tell Billy he's too skinny to talk about candy now. You left us. He left. He left the chubby boys. You're too skinny. So, so I did. So I did the quote, and uh, oh, and, you quoted that to Billy? Uh, yeah, I responded, and, and Billy goes, "I feel like Tom Hayden, Mike. Why am I out? Why am I out? <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's Tom. Tom Hagen, right? Tom Hayden. Tom Hagen. Yeah. It's Tom Hagen. Tom Hagen. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, wait a minute. I don't get it. Tom Tom Billy had it wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's Tom why Hagen. am I out? Tell me why am I out? Had, Billy had a typo. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the way Pop wanted it. Why am I out? No, you're not a wartime consigliere. Tom, you're out of the He's not a wartime consigliere. He's not a wartime candy guy, guy anymore. Wartime candy guy. When, when it comes down, it comes down to the battle, he's tapped out. I want, I want. Isn't what he said, that the, the, the brain and the stomach are having a battle with each other all the time? Yes, you can still do it. No, I can't. I love it. That's one of our most popular videos of the fall on our YouTube page, by the way. I like it. Billy. All right, Frank Grillo, who I don't think eats candy ever. No, I doubt it. Shredded. He'll be yeah. coming in studio, <laughs> hour number three. My power rankings, too, coming hey. up. <laughs>